Section forty eight of American Scenery, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. American Scenery, Volume One by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Section forty eight. The Park and City Hall, New York the first stadt huse in this city was constructed of stone and stood originally at the head of coenties slip facing on pearl street towards the east river it was built as early in the dutch dynasty as sixteen hundred forty two and became so weakened and impaired in half a century afterwards that the court sitting there recommended it to be sold and another to be constructed in sixteen hundred ninety nine they sold the old building for nine hundred and twenty pounds reserving only the bell the king's arms and ironworks fetters belonging to the prison by the agreement leave was granted that the cage pillory and stocks before the same be removed any time within one year and the prisoners in the city hall to remain one month in front of all these on the river was placed the rondeal or half-moon fort where it probably assisted the party sheltered in the city hall while the civil war prevailed the new building must have been finished in seventeen hundred it stood at the head of broad street fronting on wall street and its lower story formed an open arcade over the foot pavement it was also the proper prison of the city and had before it on broad street a whipping-post pillory etc there were also held the sessions of the provincial assembly the supreme court and the mayor and admiralty courts it was finally altered to suit the congress and at that time the prisoners were moved to the new jail in the park but the congress removing to philadelphia it was again altered to receive the courts and the state assembly it was in the gallery of the old city hall on wall street says watson in his annals that general washington was inaugurated the first president of the united states the oath of office was taken in the open gallery in front of the senate chamber in the view of an immense concourse of citizens there this nobleman of nature with his noble height and port in a suit of dark silk velvet of the old cut steel-hilted small sword by his side hair in bag and full powdered in black silk hose and shoes with silver buckles made his pledge on a quarto bible still preserved in st john's lodge how uprightly intelligently and disinterestedly he executed his task history will never cease to tell to his fame and glory the present city hall was erected in eighteen hundred three at an expense of half a million of dollars the front and sides are constructed of white marble and the remainder of red sandstone it is a beautiful edifice and only wants elevation when the trees of the park are in full leaf it is difficult to get an entire view of it the park is the centre of new york and its two most thronged and finest avenues form the two sides of it broadway the much crowded and much praised broadway the corso the toledo the regent street of new york pours its tide of population past the western side of the verdant triangle 
and just at the park its crowd and its bustle are thickest broadway is a noble street and on its broad sidewalks may be seen everything that walks the world in the shape of a foreigner or a fashion beauties by the score and men of business by the thousand but besides every possible ingredient of continental crowds there are to be seen in broadway two additional classes of peripatetics seen never on foreign pavés but in rare specimens colored dandies and belligerent pigs the former take the wall of you and the latter when the question of passing on one side or the other becomes embarrassing escape with great dexterity between your legs it would be difficult in one day to describe the prevailing style of dress in broadway for fashions have become unfashionable and each man and woman dresses as fortune pleases but here is a picture of dresses in broadway a century ago men wore three square or cocked hats and wigs coats with large cuffs and big skirts lined and stiffened with buckram the coat of a bow had three or four large plates in the skirts and wadding like a coverlet to keep them smooth the cuffs were very large up to the elbows open below and loaded with lead to keep them down the cape was thin and low so as readily to expose the close-plated neck stock of fine linen cambric and the large silver stock buckle on the back of the neck the shirts were worn with hand ruffles and sleeve buttons were worn at the wrist of precious stones or gold the little boys wore wigs like their elders and their dresses generally were similar to those of the men coats of red plush were very fashionable and the breeches were commonly made of this material we refer the reader to watson's annals for many curious particulars touching the apparel and habits of the new yorkers in the early part of the last century end of section forty eight